0: We're on mem hey, Memhei Amad Aleph, a new parak, a new mishnah. shlosh shachlu kechas, three people who ate together chayabin lezamin. They're obligated to make the special bracha called zimun uh, before we say the grace after meals. Now the mishnah is going to give a list of things that a person ate or circumstances where we might think that that person is ineligible to be part of the three, but it tells me nevertheless they are eligible. Achol If a person ate food that was taken from an unlearned person, where the rabbis say we have to take Miser a second time because we're afraid that they didn't take Miser. or the first Miser, shenit lachumasa where the truma was taken, ma'aser rishon is as follows: Every person from their crops has to first give a truma to the kohen, then take a tenth, and that's called ma'aser rishon, and give it to the levi. And then the lady takes a tenth of that tenth, and it's called Trumas Maiser, and he gives that to the Kohen. So shani where the Truma was taken, also also shani the Hegdesh, or shani or Hegdesh, Sheniftu, that were redeemed. shani is a second tenth that each person gives in their crop in the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the Shemitah cycle, of the seven-year cycle, and he's supposed to take it and eat it in Yushalayim. If he can't, he can redeem it with money and eat it wherever he wants. Also Hegdesh, crops that were dedicated to the temple, a person is able to redeem them with money. So Maish shani the Hegdesh, or Sheniftu, if either of these cases, they were redeemed with money, Vasham Hashachol Kazais, or a waiter who ate an olive's worth, Vakuti, Akuti was a person we could have argued whether they're Jewish or not, Mizanin olav. In all these cases, that person is eligible to, to make the three of Zeman together with us. But the following cases, the person is not. Achol for a person ate Tebel, truly untithed produce. Um, or the first mice where the truma wasn't taken, who my sashane of Hegdeshilo Diftu, my Sashane Hegdesh that were not redeemed with money, Bashama Shakhas Mekazaias, and the waiter who ate less than an ours worth, Banohri, or a truly a truly not Jewish person, Ain Mazamdinal, we cannot have them join us to be one of the three. Nashim va'avadim biktanim, women or Canaanite slaves or minors, ein We cannot we cannot put them together with us with men to make the three. Ad How much does a person have to eat in order to be part of the three and to be able to bench bench for other people? Ad a person has to eat at least one olive's worth. Rabbi Huda, Omer, Rabbi Huda says ad at least an egg's worth. Milani says the Gemara, from where do we know this idea of the three people making the special ziman braha I know it's how do we know that it's 3 Amravasi da because the pusig says gadlu lashem here, make Hashem great. You know it's in the plural. God Lu, you, two of you, make Hashem great. Et together with me. So you see, two plus me is three. And we will exalt his name together. Rabbah, says from a different pasta, but the same mechanism. Kishem, Hashem, When I call Hashem's name, havu, you give in the plural, godolelekainu, greatness to God. So therefore, again, me plus two you, that's three. How do we know that a person who answers Amen shouldn't raise his voice louder than the one who made the bracha? As it says, make Hashem great together with me, with me." We will raise up his name together. They used to. When they read the Torah, the reader would stop and have a translator say out uh, to the public the verses in the say the verse in Aramaic. So how do we know that the translator is not allowed to have their make their voice louder than one is reading the Torah in Hebrew? Shineamur as it says, Moshe Adaber by, by Hassina, when Hashem gave the Torah, it says, Moshe would speak, and Hashem would answer in a voice. What do you mean, There was no, no need to say Hashem answered in a voice, Uma so why did the Torah say Hashem answered in a voice? But Kolosham Moshe, in the voice of Moshe, that Hashem kept his voice or the same volume as Moshe's voice. Tanya Namihachem. We also learned like this that in general, uh, that that the that the that the translator and the reader have to modulate their voices together so that they're at the same volume. The translator cannot raise his voice louder than the reader. On the opposite, let's say the reader is reading so loud and the, and the translator can't raise his voice that loud, then the reader has to, has to lessen his voice and read. They have to always, both of them, from both sides, they have to work on it to keep their voice at an equal volume. Itmar, it was taught, if two people ate together, not three, pli-gi bo, yochanan. Rav and Rav Yochanan argue about the law. When two people ate together, we don't know who says what, but one of them said, if they want to, on a voluntary basis, if they want to make the ziman as 2 they're allowed to do it. But Chadamar one said no, even if they want to do it voluntarily in the they're not allowed to make the the Zim Bracha with two, not, volu- not even voluntarily. So now we're going to try and prove first that they cannot do it voluntarily. Tanan we learn, the Mishnah said, three people wait together, they're obligated to make the shlosha in blessing. You see, three yes and two no, it's pretty clear. Where it says no, you can't use the inference from the Mishnah to disprove this point. Why? Because the Mishnah is speaking about obligation. Yes, three are obligated, two are not. But what we're debating is not whether two are obligated, but whether two can do it voluntarily, you haven't disproven the point. Tashma says they were, okay, okay, now I'll, you, you, you knock me off. Okay, I'll prove to you that even voluntarily, two people can't do it. We learn, three people who ate together are obligated to say the zimun, and they're not allowed to separate and bench separately. So you see what? Benching, 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 in so you see what? Three, yes. And two no, and not even voluntarily. Because look, if they were able to do it voluntarily, what's the problem with splitting up? They can still do it. They just they, they would do, they would do it voluntarily. So you see, from the fact that they're not allowed under any circumstances to break up, it shows you that two can't do it even voluntarily. The one says, no, that's not true. It doesn't prove it. Shani, awesome. It's different there. The kavu because they had originally been obligated mikara. They had originally they had originally established themselves together in an obligatory way. In general, we learn that a person who is obligated to do something is greater. than than a person who does something voluntarily. So over here, we're, we're saying once they had gathered together in a way that they were obligated, they can't lower their zimun from an obligatory situation to a voluntary situation. But in general, I could still say that when they weren't with that, and they started out with just two people eating together, there's no reason why voluntarily the two people can't do it. Toshma, come, I'll bring you a proof again. Hashama, shayim, hasha shayim, if a waiter was serving two people, ha'i O'Khali he can Eat with them, even he can eat with them, even though they didn't give him permission. But if he was waiting on three people, he doesn't eat with them unless they give him permission. So, you see what it's clear as a bell when there's two, when there's two, he can eat without permission. Why? Because they need a third person in order to be able to make the zimun. But when there's three, he can't eat with them without permission because they don't need him. But you see that what that the two need him, that's why he's letting to eat without permission. So you see that two can't do it, the two can't do it voluntarily. Gemara says, no, it still doesn't prove the point. Shani awesome. it's still there, different there. Why? The nichlu, the mikbulu b'choba, you're right. Even though theoretically they could have done it voluntarily with two, but if they have a choice, they'd rather be in an obligatory position, which he said is always greater than a voluntary position. So he still could eat with them without permission, not because they couldn't do it as two, but because it's clear that they want to, to have three people to be obligated rather than just to do two in a, voluntarily, a voluntary way. Yeah. <laughs> come! I'll bring you proof the other way we said that women are allowed to make a zimun on their own and Canaanite slaves can make a zimun on their own and we and we, but we also learned that women and slaves and minors together if they want to gather together to make a three to make a zimun they're not allowed to do it, it's inappropriate but we do see what? that women can make a zimun by themselves or slaves can make a zimun by themselves, I have a man women no matter how many you have they'll never be more than like two men in the sense that they're not obligated it will always be voluntary yet we see that women and slaves are able to make a Zimun by themselves so you see that people who can't get beyond the level of voluntary can still make the Zimun the man says oh no it's a mistake it's true that they're in the voluntary place but Shani it's different because they still have three minds you still have three consciousnesses we're trying to talk about two consciousnesses voluntarily there you're right that they're similar to voluntary in the sense that they're not that they're not males or not male full, full, full blown Jews but they still are three minds and not two minds "If that's true, if the whole problem is that they that they have three minds, said, then how come how come the end of the b'risa seems to contradict? We said v'Avadim, women and slaves, If they want to gather together to make three to, to make a zimun, then they can't gather together. why not? Now, what do you mean? Why shouldn't they gather together? They're three minds, they're three consciousnesses." And says, no, Shani awesome, it's different there, Mishum Pitzusa. You're right, in theory, they really could gather together to bench. There are three people, and they could. But they don't, because it's inappropriate for them to join each other. Tis tayim. Okay, now we have a new question. We before we said we didn't know whose opinion was whose. We're going to see. Maybe we can conclude by by analysis who held what in the previous argument. Tis Should I conclude the rab that it was really Rav who said that if they want to uh, if two people want to make a zimun voluntarily that they shouldn't. How can I prove it? The Rav, dimi the amar of dimi Bar Yosef, Amarab, Rab because we said in the name of Rab the following: three people ate together, and one of them went out to the market. Now, as one of them has already left, he's on the way to the market. Corinlo, you can call him, and we can, and we can make this even together with him. He doesn't have to come back to the table; he can stand there, and we can, and we can have him join. Time the lo, But you see that the two people are left. The only reason they can do it is because they call him, and he joins them. Hello, Corinlo. But if they can't, but if they can't call him and he's left, lo, they can't do it. So you see from that. Stage, of Rob. it's clear that he holds that two people can't make the zimun even voluntarily. The Gemara says, No, Shani Asim, it's different. Since they had been three people originally, they had originally been in an obligatory state, they cannot go down to, to a voluntary state. They could theoretically have, have make a zimun with two, but it'll be voluntary. Then I'll let it go down to voluntary once they were together as three at an obligatory state. Ella. Okay, so wait, how about the other way? It is time to Rabbi Yochanan, who don't bring much of the zamlin, aim of Let me show you that maybe it was Rabbi, I'll show you that it was Rabbi Yochanan who was the one whose opinion it was that two people who want to make a ziman voluntarily are not allowed to. we said this statement in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Shnaim shakul two people who ate as one, they ate together, one of them can fulfill his obligation with the benching of his friend and in the base they are trying to analyze what was he saying my what, what novel point is he telling me? Tanini we already learned this. if a person listens having intention to uh, fulfill his obligation when the other person benches, even though he doesn't say the words, yotzah, he's he, he's fulfilled his obligation. So what's he telling me that one person can fulfill his obligation with the other? said, <speaking in Hebrew> I'll tell you what he's telling us. He wants to tell us, he's telling me that they don't have together the bracha of zimun. In other words, one person has fulfilled his obligation with the other. In other words, it's two different things. But, but when people make the zimun, it's like one, they're doing it together. So by telling them that they have to do it, that, that one does with the other, he's telling them that they're not doing it together, in other words, that two people that two people are not eligible to do Zimun, which is together. The says, yes, that you can conclude. That was a good analysis and a good conclusion. One second, how can you tell me that Rabbi Yochanan is the, is the one who says that two people who want to, who want to make a zimun voluntarily can't, when we saw that rabbis who came from Eretz Yisrael where Rabbi Yochanan lived, they said if, the, if two people want to make the zimun voluntarily they can, my love, isn't it the case, the shamilim Rabbi Yochanan, where did they hear such halacha, it must have been from, from Rabbi Yochanan who was the great rabbi of Eretz Yisrael, so how can you tell me Rabbi Yochanan says that they can't do it voluntarily, when rabbis? Came and said that you can. They must have heard it from him. They must have said, lah. No, they didn't hear from him. The they heard it from the other rabbi, from Rav, from the rabbi. Even though Rav now lives in Babel, but they heard it from Rav before he left Eretz Israel and came down to Babel. Gufa back to the original statement, to the statement that we quoted before. Amrav by Yosef, Amrav. we said the name of Rav, three people who ate together, the shuk, and one of them went out to the market. Korinlo, they call him love, and they can bench together with him. they can still consider it three, and they make the benching. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi said, well, but it said who the has to be that they call him and he can still answer. They can still hear, hear each other. And that rule of one of them, even though he's not at the table, he can still, even though he, as long as they can still hear each other, he can still join in the three. That's only a rule by three. Awab Basara, we're going to learn, when when they make Azimun with ten men, when we mention Hashem's name, Adonaisi, then the person has to come back. He cannot do it with him standing over there and just answering from where he is. Maski lo Rabashi. Rabashi says, "On the contrary, the exact opposite makes sense. You said by three you can do it, by ten you can't. On the contrary, Tisha, nine people near Kasar, nine people look like ten, so it makes sense that even though the tenth person is not is not right with them, it's good enough. It kind of looks like ten. shnaim A near Two don't look like three. The halacha should be exactly the opposite. It should be that when one guy went out to the marketplace, he can still join the other nine to make them zuman and." When one person leaves, he can't join the other two. But the Gemara says, nah, nah nothing to do. is like mazutra. With three, you can do it, and with ten, you can't. You know why? My time, what's the reason? Came to Boylat Kuri Shem shamayim. Since with ten, you're, you're going to say Hashem's name, but Sir it with less, less than ten actual people there, Lav it's not, it's not proper to say Hashem's name. Amr um, Abaya, we 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 learn two people ate together It's a mitzvah for them to separate and bench separately, and not for one to say the benching on the behalf of both of them. Tanya we also learn that in a brisa two people ate as one to eat together It's a mitzvah for them to split up and bench each of them separately. When is that true? sofrim when both of them are learned. Av echad bur. But if one of them is learned and one of them is not. He doesn't, to, he doesn't know how to make the benching. So for mivarech, then the learned one should, make, should bench ubor ubor yotze, and the unlearned person will fulfill his obligation by hearing the other one. Amar we said, The following thing I said myself. It was also said in the name of like I said. Three people who ate together. It's, it's, it's an expected courtesy that one will stop for two in other words, if two people have finished eating and they want to already make the zimun and the third one hasn't finished eating yet it's courteous for him to stop and make the zimun with them and wait till they finish the first blessing of Brikas echad. but it's not a necessarily courtesy for two people to stop for one if one person finishes and he wants to say the zimun the two don't have to stop for the one Below and is that not true? Says the Gemara. One second, I Rav Papa stopped for his son. He and another. In other words, two people, the father and someone else, stopped on behalf of the son in order to to make the Zimun, Even though he only he was finished and they were not. Where I says, "No, that's not a difficulty. Shadow of Papa, that's different. But Papa was different than Midal. but he was going beyond the call of duty. He wanted to give honor for his son, but you, the norm is that it's an expected courtesy for one to stop for two, but not for two to stop for one. Utama Ramar, Obama these three rabbis, Karkhaifta Badi, they wrapped bread together, they ate bread together. Adadi, they ate bread together. They didn't have any one of them that was greater than his friend in age or in wisdom that he should be the one to lead the blessing for them. And they weren't sure what the truth is. They said to themselves, When we learned before the three people who ate together are obligated to make the zimun, is that where there's a, only where there's a great person? Because the Pesukim we be quoted before where a great person was gathering everybody together. Moshe or David, is it only where there's a person greater to lead it? But where all the people have eaten are the same, they're all peers, it'd be better for them to bench separately. They didn't know. So what did they do as an actual fact? bar." So each of them made the benching on their own. After the of they came before Marember apparently to, to check what they did. who he said to them, You fulfilled your obligation to make the benching, but for the obligation to make Zimun, you did not fulfill your obligation. You should have made a zimun the way you, as you were. And if you'll say, Okay, let's go back now and make the Zimun. You can't do it, ain't zimun mafreya. There's no zimun retroactively. You have to do it before benching and not afterwards. Uh, well Let's say you come in and you find people ready making the zimun. What does he say after them? No, you walk in and they're ready in the process and you haven't eaten with them. What do you do? Rav Zobin Amar, Rav Zobin says, what you say is, Baruch Blessed is Hashem and His name is blessed. Rav Papa Amar, Ona Omen. Rav Papa says, no, you answer Omen. But the Gemara says They're not arguing. They're talking in different circumstances. Ha, one of these opinions is Shkachinu dekar Ka'amri is where you walk in where they're first saying, "Let us let us bless." In other words, where the person is inviting people to bless. But and the other case where he missed the, their invitation and he came in as they're already answering, "Blessed is Hashem." If he comes in when the, when the person is saying, Let us bless, then he answers with them, but he answers different words. He says, Blessed is Hashem, and his name is blessed. But if he comes in, he's only hearing them answering, Blessed is Hashem, then he just says, Amen. We learned, place, we learned in one place we learned in one place if a person answers after all of his bruchas, that is praiseworthy but we learned in a different place we learned that it's unpraiseworthy it's not a difficulty we can answer the one case is by, 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 by the third blessing of the Rashi says also others and this is by other blessings and what is that because the third blessing of Muslim, is the end of the the, of the of the biblical blessings. So when he's finished all of his blessings, the whole all the three blessings, the of amazon it's correct to say amen. But when is it? When is that's when it's praiseworthy. When is it unpraiseworthy? To say after any bracha, you say amen. That is unpraiseworthy. To answer amen to his own bracha. When he finishes his whole group of blessings, then it's correct to answer amen. Abaya Abaya, when he finished this third blessing, of he would say amen loud. Why? So that the workers who were taken off from work in order to bench, they would hear and they would get up and go back to work. Why? Because the fourth blessing called it's not biblical, it's rabbinic. And the rabbis only gave permission for the worker to take off work to say the biblical blessings, the first three, and not the fourth blessing, the rabbinic blessing. So he said amen out loud, loud enough for the workers to hear, listen, you're done, go back to work. Avashi would answer because she's supposed to answer. You're supposed to answer. I mean, after you finished all your blessings, when you say Ben Shalim, but he would answer. You would answer quietly. Why? So the people in general shouldn't get the message that they should denigrate the fourth rabbinic blessing of Hatova Metiv. Thank you very much.